You're listening to Inside Outside Innovation, episode 53. I'm the producer, Victory Clafter. This one is the second in a series that we'll continue to sprinkle through our next couple months, where we're spotlighting former podcast guests who are speaking at the Inside Outside Innovation Summit in June here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Tristan Cromer is a lean startup coach with the global lean startup movement. With years of experience and a broad perspective, Tristan brings a global look to ecosystems from Lincoln to Ramallah. With his open source book, Tristan is all about helping innovators find the right tools wherever they are, especially if that's outside of Silicon Valley. Our team here at the Inside Outside Innovation Podcast cares about innovation in the Midwest and all over the world. In addition to Tristan, we're bringing some of that global perspective to our hometown, Lincoln, Nebraska, a hub of the Silicon Prairie. June 19th through the 21st, we're hosting a conference that's all about corporations, startups, partnerships, award-winning speakers, a $100,000 pitch contest, and making things happen. If you want more information or want to apply for the Startup Pitch Contest, you can listen to our special announcement episode or visit our website, theiosummit.com. You won't want to miss this. A lot of people think it's, at least initially, they think it's a one and done. It's like, well, if I use this and I go through these steps, then I won't have to do that again. Versus, like you said, it's a philosophy or a lifestyle choice where it's like, now I've run these experiments, I need to run more. And it's just yeah. an ever-evolving process. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you you were really good evidence of that even in motion when we first met. It's not possible to simply copy Y Combinator in Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, you had a very different setup and you had almost a different value proposition as an accelerator program where you were providing developers in some cases to for the startups because they simply didn't have it. Yep. Right? That's something that would be very weird and perhaps even a, a deal killer right away in Silicon Valley, but it makes a huge amount of sense in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think that's part of the process that has attracted uh, other folks to work with our ecosystem is the fact that, uh, you know, it's, it's a constant experimentation and each year is a little bit different based on the, the changing competitive landscape, the growing ecosystem and the knowledge base of the, the mentors and that you bring into the, the space as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's perhaps a, one of the things which I think is the most relevant in terms of like kind of worldwide change is that I think a lot of the accelerator programs that have cropped up in that past five years, and when we went from like 10 accelerator programs to 50 and to 1,000, yeah, I think a lot of those accelerator programs that aren't applying those lean principles to themselves are dying, frankly. So we're, we're getting rid of a lot of the, the bad apples. So you've done a lot of work both in the United States uh, and in you know kind of smaller ecosystems as well as now internationally. Are you seeing any different trends or different ways different folks are approaching or using these methodologies to better or worse? I mean, again, I, I think the better ecosystems or the better accelerators are really bringing the knowledge to a new level. I mean, so I, I spend a lot of time volunteering for the Lean Startup Circle or Lean Startup Meetups around the world. And you hear these just amazing stories of entrepreneurs being scrappy and clever from everywhere, from Ramallah to Dublin to Beijing. And I think that it's those stories that are really advancing the methodology more than anything that's happening in Silicon Valley. And, and a lot of the cooler stuff is happening outside of Silicon Valley, frankly. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it's it's a little bit navel-gazing and, you know, people uh, 
building buttons to make people happy about pushing other buttons. You know, we're, we're, we're using Lean Startup in different verticals like biotech and nonprofit spaces and ed tech in Africa and, you know, these great ways of leveraging lean thinking and new technologies to solve real world problems like how do you educate people via a mobile phone. Now that's that's really significant, and, and the tactics that they're using, and the way that they're modifying those those ideas that largely initially came from Silicon Valley, are, are what's to say awesome. What are some of the struggles that you see? Like, if I'm talking to a person new to the the whole lean arena, what are some of the early pitfalls you recommend they try to avoid in this process? So, any team, corporate or pure startup, just for the record, I. Again, I consider corporate startups are still startups, so they have the same same problems, same issues. The two big mistakes I always see are, number one, not having a learning goal. That is far and away the biggest thing. Like, you can go to any startup, and uh, so I have, I have regular office hours. Uh, so any, any startup or anybody really anywhere in the world can call me up in certain hours, and I'll just take any calls and answer any questions. And the first thing I always ask them is, like, what, what would you like to most achieve in this call? What are you trying to learn? And then, of course, what are you trying to learn about your business model? And it is shocking the amount of them who have no idea. They have no idea why they're calling. They have no idea why they're doing anything. They're just they're building things. They're building landing pages because they read an article somewhere that said Dropbox put up a landing page and put up a video and eventually were accepted into Y Combinator and made a lot of money, right? And that's not a good reason for doing things. Like Dropbox needed to know if there was sufficient market demand to warrant building a complex technological solution. Right? That's why they put up a value proposition test or a smoke test like they did. Based on the question that you have about your business model, who is my customer? Who are my users? What is the value proposition? How should I phrase the value proposition? What is my revenue stream? Like, how, how can I charge? Should I bill per month? Should I bill per week? Should I bill at a fixed cost? All of those questions are essentially learning goals. And if you can phrase your risks as a question, there is a way to answer that question. <laughs> There is a experimental or research method that you can use. But if you don't know what the question is and you're just doing stuff you read in a book, you're probably going to get data that is going to lead you in the wrong direction, that's going to be indeterminate, it's going to be ambiguous, you're not going to understand it, you're going to wind up with a false positive or a false negative, like throwing up a landing page with your value proposition, you'll get a conversion rate of 0% for your awesome shoes that allow you to run very quickly in the snow, and you're going to think, oh, this is a terrible idea, but without realizing that, wow, maybe... I need to focus in on my channels a little bit more. Maybe advertising to the Google AdWord of running shoes is getting me people sitting in the Bahamas looking for running shoes who have no interest in shoes that allow you to run very quickly in the snow. So that's number one. And the number two thing would be like based on that question that you have is just using the wrong tool. Those two things just comprise 90% of the issues I see startups having. So the, the, the last thing I want to talk about is you're uh, working on a new open source book. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that whole project's about and how people can get involved? Yeah, so that's something that's coming very much, uh, very much from this topic in that there are so many different tools, so many different tools available, and we need to understand what to use when. So uh, there's about 40 different authors and lean practitioners from around the world who are all participating in trying to compile a list of all what are all those different techniques, customer discovery, ethnography, 
usability testing, paper prototyping, Wizard of Oz testing, picnic in the graveyard. What are all those different tools and when is it best to use them? What questions do those help to answer? Now, it's not a step one, step two, step three book, so I actually would not recommend it to you if you're new to Lean. But if you understand Lean and you understand there are a lot of different <laughs> ways and tools you'd like to know how to use and know which to use when, then this is a really good book to kind of see what your menu is. It's kind of like a cookbook where you can go in, figure out what you want to eat tonight, and then, then you'll have a good reference of all the different possibilities for dinner time. Right. You pull out your recipe card and, and go to work. Exactly. It's not a complete how-to book, but uh, it's more like it's actually named after the real book, which is a, a music book of charts for jazz musicians that give you just enough information to know how to play that song, like just the melody, the time signature, and that's it. And if you want to know the details, there are lots of other good books about usability testing. Like if you want to know about how to do a customer discovery interview, please go read The Mom Test by Rob Fitzpatrick. That's just such a good book. But if you just need a list of all the tools, then uh, you can go download the real book. It's being written kind of on the fly. It's compiled nightly by a script. And so we're always making modifications to it in our little Google Docs format. If you even come up with something and you come up with a, a new type of test that you think is a little bit different and would help other entrepreneurs somewhere else in the world, then please uh, email me, You know, send me something. My blog is over at grasshopperherder.com. You can download the book from there. Or you can go to trycro, T-R-I-K-R-O.com, and you can download the book there as well. And uh, I've got an email form that you can contact me if you have anything that you want to share with other entrepreneurs. It's totally open source. Um, so please let us know about other tips and tricks that can make somebody else's life a little bit easier. That's awesome. And we'll definitely check it out, and we'll put a link to it in the uh, show notes of the show. So, Tristan, thanks again for coming on the show. We look forward to uh, crossing paths here again soon, and uh, have a great day. Great. Thanks, Brian. See you soon. If you missed Tristan's full interview, you can find it on iTunes or Acast. It's episode 15. You can hear even more of Tristan's insights in person at the Inside Outside Innovation Summit, where he's going to be a guest speaker ready to talk about asking the right questions and finding the right tools when you're in a place that feels right to you. Lincoln feels right to us, and we want to make you feel at home, too, at the upcoming summit. If you've got questions about lodging, food, or entertainment, including the College World Series happening just 50 minutes away, reach out to us at the IO Summit on Twitter, and we'd be happy to help. Until next time, go out and innovate.